Well, today we are very, very fortunate to have Dr. Strauss on our show. He's written and edited many dance books, choreographed countless routines, mentored and taught hundreds of students. He's the man. He's not a myth because he's here in real time today. The legend, Dr. Strauss. Thanks so much for coming on. (laughs) What what an honor to uh, be interviewed by one of my uh, wonderful students from not too far in the past. <laughs> Thank you for saying that. Not too far. <laughs> yeah, oh. you, you young kids. I love it. <laughs> You're a young kid too, Dr. Strauss. <laughs> I'm still vertical. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. That's good. And you can make many shapes given uh, your career. <laughs> well, can you do the honors of introducing yourself to our listeners and sharing a little bit about who you are and your dance journey and what your interests are now? Yeah, sure, uh, Danielle. Um, gosh, uh, I took my first dance class in college uh, back in uh, 1976, <laughs> I think, and uh, fell in love with it. I think I was 18 at the time. And uh, guys, I think are still lucky that they can start a little later than, than you ladies. Unfortunately, they're always looking for guys. So I just went with my love and uh, studied um, after college up in New Hampshire, uh, joined a couple of uh, semi-professional dance companies in New England, uh, contemporary ballet uh, training, jazz training, uh, uh, in fact, I'm teaching a course myself, starting in a week and a half on Bob Fosse. I think you signed up for it, and I did. one of my and I'm thinking back to one of my jazz jazz teachers, uh, Ralph Hamilton, a wonderful guy who studied with uh, Patsy Swayze, Patrick Swayze's uh, mm-hmm. uh, mother, and uh, he he knew a lot of Fosse, and we we I remember learning uh, Steam Heat from uh, Pajama Game from him in the '80s. But I was I was training and dancing like like you are now and uh, through my 30s and uh soaking up everything i could i took some class in new york and boston but uh ended up opening a dance school in new hampshire uh for a number of years and uh became a, a choreographer and coach and women's gymnastics judge um you know dancers uh, following you you know you see all the hats you have to wear it's it's uh, uh to try to make a living you do what you do what you can and you go yeah i can do that and so that that's another job that you're able to do totally and- <laughs> yeah um so- i i knew you had started dance in college but i wasn't sure was there a specific style that you fell in love with or was there a certain teacher that kind of you know helped you and guided you throughout the way or did you just know like no i i love dance like what was that moment of like oh my gosh this is going to be my career great question um it was i i'd had four different majors in college and graduate <laughs> graduated with a ba in uh, education somehow i was able <laughs> to put put all my courses together to get out of college uh-huh. and that was the the primary uh activity that i fell in love with and i just stuck with it and that you have to you know if you're going to be good at something or try to make a career out of it falling in love mm-hmm is is an important first step i think some something you know that will sus- 
sustain you um, indefinitely. There's just something about the arts and dance, as you and I know, and other dancers. Uh, it's it's it always gives back. It always gives you more. Maybe mm -hmm. not money, <laughs> but uh, which uh, which we need. But but uh, you know uh, we don't take it with us. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah, and so you know. I've always considered myself lucky enough to have fallen in love early enough with, with the art form. And so it has sustained me and in whatever variety of directions I take it, you know, it, there's that core inside of your heart, inside of your mind. It's always, always working that mm -hmm. keeps you young forever. And it, and mm -hmm. uh, so I, I just absorbed as much dance as I could um, I can I can name you know three or four important teachers that um, that were uh, essential to my training and discipline and sense of understanding of the art. Mm -hmm. um, Jane, uh, Jane Persh was one uh, mm -hmm. who ran a contemporary ballet company, and she trained at ABT and uh, SAB. Ralph was a great jazz dancer. I I, I studied with Gene Maddox. In New mm -hmm. Hampshire, who is Matt Maddox's wife, mm -hmm. uh, wonderful mm -hmm. jazz teacher, Jean Brown, was connected to a lot of modern dance. Mm -hmm. um, you know, there's as you, as you, everyone in the dance field has, <clears throat> there are core people that that give you give you influence, give you that inspire you in different different parts of who you are as as a person. Yeah, which is, which is the most important thing: who you are as a person. Um, and, and that, that feeds into your artistry, whatever you explore. Um, Definitely. so you said yeah. discipline that they gave you discipline and dance. <clears throat> what does discipline and dance mean to you? Um, take, you know, taking the energy that you have <clears throat> from love of, of the art form and, um, applying it in as many ways as you can and trusting the directions that you're going, that they mm. will reap benefits, even if you mm. don't know the end goal. Yeah. Uh, you know, yeah. just trusting in it because you know that there's a mother load there, that that, that 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 energy is far beyond anything that an individual can create. And you're tapping into this community, this, 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 uh, this karma, you know, whatever you want to call it. Mm -hmm. And, and uh, you are, you are part of that. And the harder you work, the more you're contributing to that, to that living organism. I know it sounds corny, but it's true. Yeah, no, not corny at all. It is true. Um, yeah, interesting. Um, thanks for sharing that. Uh, you know a lot about musicals, so I kind of wanted to pick your brain a little bit and find out your preferences. Do you prefer live theater and Broadway or Hollywood musicals more? Well, that's a, another great question because <clears throat> um, <clears throat> I, I did go to some, some live Broadway. Uh, again, I'm dating myself, but I saw um, <clears throat> the African-American version of Hello, Golly! with Cab Calloway and Pearl Bailey mm -hmm. in 1967. Um, I saw a number of Broadway shows when they were there, but most of, most of what I saw was from film. And so, in fact, um, I, I don't think you were one of my students early in my uh, university career, but I taught a film musical course before um, 
the person who uh, taught uh, Broadway musicals retired. And then I took over from him and combined the two because I'd done a lot of research on film musicals and still do. Um, so I love them both equally for, yeah. different, for different reasons. And in fact, you know, um, my book, uh, Discovering Musicals, um, a liberal arts guide to uh, Broadway and Hollywood um, is the core of the course that I taught. And um, I, I think it's, it's fairly evenly uh, distributed between both Broadway and Hollywood. But I have more experience in film because I teach other film courses on mm -hmm. Zoom now too. Um, and so I, it's, still, it's still an on, you know, I'm I've been researching for this Bob Fosse and I found, you know, some very rare videos of him when he was um, working on working in TV in the early fifties, mm. and and of course it's very hard to get um, Broadway productions to to get videos of Broadway productions. So right, you, unless you go, you learn more through reading about them, and so yeah. so it's 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 kind of a secondary um, education rather than primary. But a lot of my students have seen more, much more Broadway musicals than than I have. And, you know, they're they're my age, younger, older. Uh -huh. And uh, it's so much fun to teach these classes because they speak from even more personal experience. So yeah, uh, you're gonna you're gonna enjoy that class. <laughs> I am so, so excited, Dr. Strauss. I've always you've shown me some of my absolute favorite dance films that um I've seen even like still to this day, I absolutely love Netherlands dance theater. You were the first one to introduce me to them. And uh, yeah, you, you really have a knack for finding the, the gems. And it's interesting that you said, like, you know, you had to dig to find Fosse stuff, like with all that is on the internet now, I mean, the internet really changed a lot of things, but now I'm wondering if, students with your interests too will have to like dig through all the chaos and mess rather than trying to like find um because there's just so much content like everyone's sharing dance you know and so um it's it's interesting to think about now like yeah <laughs> yeah I in some ways I think it's harder for people even younger than you to mm. find find the 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 gold on the internet because everyone and his mother and brother and daughter and, and neighbor yeah. is doing, doing TikTok dances. And a lot of them are fab. They're, yeah. they're great. Yeah. But you can get lost in those. And, and uh, if you, you, if you haven't been trained in any kind of dance history, you will miss all of that stuff. And so you won't have that, that influence to feed you that, that, that traverses, a, a longer period of time. Right. Yeah. And just like that idea of connectedness, like you said earlier, like the more that you give to the living organism and the harder you work, the more you get out of it. And, um, like with those videos, unless there's specific words with it, you don't know, like who the choreographer is or, um, uh, yeah, just like kind of the, the roots of it. And I know there's like, I teach, young kids now and a lot of them have anxiety when it comes to the internet and like you said it, it I do think it's harder to find the gems or just like you even gave me this advice in college like way before the internet is 
or was what it is now. Um, you told me, well, Danielle, sometimes you just can't do it all. And I think like, you know, when you have limitless options, like you're like, Oh, I need to do this. I need to do this. And it can just be so overwhelming. So I, I still think of that quote that you shared with me to this day. (laughs) I don't, I don't remember telling you, but I'll I'll take credit for it. And it's true because you can get lost Mm -hmm. in in the internet. There's so many rabbit holes. You can get drunk on one particular avenue that you're, you spend, you know, three hours of your day on, which is fascinating and everything, but what's the context? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. How, how well do you understand it within, you know, the, the, the much larger range of, of dance history. And so, you know, I think that's one of the benefits of going to college and, yeah. and, and taking time out from mm-hmm. real life and, yeah. and allowing, allowing yourself to go, oh, okay, so that's, that's related to that. That's part of that. That's, that's where I got that stuff. Oh, I discovered that step and Fosse or Charles mm-hmm. Weidman or, you know, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Uh, Michael Kidd did that in Seven Brides for Seven Brothers in 1954. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> you know? Oh, wow, that's cool. So, you know, it helps to have, you know, some resources right. there, not, not just what's, what's going on here, but right. versus there and in here that, you know, feed, feed what, what you're hard at work doing now. And I think dancers and artists in general can't, you know, the more they spend time with it, have a better, can have a better sense of, of uh, time and space because yeah. that's, that's where we function. Mm-hmm. We, we function in a very short period of time and space and the dance is over as soon as we've finished it. But is that, is that enough? Maybe it is. Mm-hmm. If it's not, what else is there? Well, you can look into the past and then yeah. you gotta, you gotta figure out how to dig. You gotta have some discipline. You gotta take your discipline from, from the hard work you're doing and apply it somewhere else. Yeah. All the same energy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Good stuff. Well, what about something from today? Is there a film musical or maybe a live musical that you really enjoy and that also reminds you you can see like inspirations that were pulled from that from the past? Great question. Um, I'm still waiting. You know, my wife and I are seniors now and we don't go out as much as we'd like. And it killed me not to go see the new West Side Story. Oh, still, you know, I'm still waiting to, for it to come out, uh, I mm-hmm. think, next month on video. Mm-hmm. So I'm dying to see uh, Justin Peck's choreography. Yeah. Um, because he's, you know, with the New York City Ballet and is mm-hmm. a great choreographer. Have you gone to see it? I have not yet. Um, I'm I'm itching too. I did watch Encanto <laughs> though. I've been really into animation and like oh. kids films. Have you seen that one yet? No. It's really uh, cute. <laughs> send me the link. I want. I'm dying to see it. I you know. Yeah. You're younger. You you're younger, and your kids tell you more more stuff that's going on now. So um. Yeah. You know, the I kids. Was, yeah. I was just. Dis- I was disappointed in La La Land. You were. Um, yeah. Um, you know, neither of those people were dancers and they, they moved as best as they could. Right. I thought, I thought uh, Ansel Elgort, who is in the new West Side Story mm-hmm. uh, and and uh, his director, um, I forget his name, did more dancing in Baby Driver. 
Interesting. <laughs> I thought the choreography of the, the cards was like, in fact, I put that in a, in a recent uh, film musical series. I, I included Baby Driver because it, I thought it had more choreography than <laughs> La La Land. Um, I don't know what else has come out. Um, uh, remind me, I haven't, haven't seen as much. I know. I West Side Story was a big one. In the Heights. I still haven't watched oh, In the Heights yet. Yeah, I've got it right over there on my wall. I haven't watched it. <laughs> yeah. Now I, you know, I have to report back to you. Yes, the, you do. You do. Um, but, you know, it, uh, it's, uh, there aren't, you know, it, it's exciting to see someone like Justin Peck branch out from Broadway into Hollywood, but but yeah. so so few and far between that uh, um, you know the the trick now is like there's a lot of DVDs coming out. Um, I turned you on to the Netherlands Dance Theater, but uh, the Royal Ballet has a lot of DVDs yeah. that I'm trying to work my way through. I'm going to do another balance sheet class, and and all all the companies are always uh, bringing his works uh, yeah. back. Mm-hmm. Um, so. Um, the, the, the future is always past. I don't know. I, I haven't seen that much, but yeah, you know, I've seen some fun stuff on uh, Facebook sometimes on, uh, Instagram. I'm blanking. Yeah. Of course, I should have written some of these down. But oh, how about you? No, what, no, what's, on, what's out there now? Um, <laughs> honestly, I think like Encanto's the animated one that I was surprised. Like there's real, like songs in there I'm like this is a musical on film and even like the um the way that the animation's moving I followed one of the choreographers it's cool to see like behind the rehearsal process of how they take and thank goodness like this is important like you need to hire dancers whenever you have dance on film like what you're saying in La La Land that's just I mean I did try to watch La La Land and I'm not gonna lie like it was at night and I fell asleep and (laughs) I haven't gone back yet but I do like the bright colors and the um advertising that they gave to it but um yeah um there's this Instagram account too I think you'll get a kick out of it's called models doing ballet and it's a dancer who's a comedian and she shares just basically all these models who aren't trained and they have them in point shoes and they're trying to do leaps and dancing and it's just like all these like popular brands too like just hire the dancers like give us the job and let us help you like help the internet boy that's gotta that's gotta hurt (laughs) they're they're already got jobs modeling here i am here's here's my website contact me exactly like i know how to properly point my toe thank you or tie a a point shoe like it's so funny it's so funny you got to check it out (laughs) well Well, i can't i can't wait to to have you out here again for uh spare parts dance Ah. Too, because because you've been sharing your videos and gosh, you you've just continued to evolve as this wonderfully diverse performer. And you you seem to just embrace different styles more and more. You just just eat them up. It's fabulous to watch you. Thank you so much. I appreciate that, Dr. Strauss. I mean, like you said earlier, you do what you do to to get the job. And, you know, the more that you're open to, the more that you have access to (laughs) yeah that mambo piece you know latin you know you you've got this wonderful um 
quirky contemporary theater thing going on. That's that's that was <laughs> wonderful that you did. I guess in your apartment, oh. and and uh, just it's just a just a treat to see the variety of of things that you. Uh, immerse yourself in. Oh, Keep up the great work. Thank you so much, <laughs> Dr. Strauss. I'm interviewing you though. This isn't about Oh, I'm me. sorry. <laughs> I appreciate it. Um, can you share a little bit about Spare Parts? First off, how did you get the name and <laughs> when did it first um, come into existence? Or what I was, was trying, I was trying to remember, was it four or five years ago? Do you remember the date? It was like, I, I think it was, it was like, 2018 or 2017. Yeah, I think it maybe was 2017, so it'll be five years yeah. uh, since we were together. So now you're all in your 30s, you know, you're like, you were in your upper 20s back then or something, mid-20s, yeah. but it's great. Um, I, I missed choreographing once I retired in 2016, mm -hmm. and um, I, you know, I followed uh, some of my students like yourself. And, you know, seeing you guys on Facebook and I thought, you know, I'm, I miss it. How can I keep doing it? Yeah. Um, and so I contacted you and uh, Kelsey and her sister, Hannah. And mm -hmm. uh, um, I was thinking of a title and, you know, everyone's coming from various places and even further now that you're in L.A. And, mm -hmm. and so, uh, I don't know, I wrote down 20 different different titles and spare parts you know that's yeah. who we are yeah. <laughs> a bunch of spare parts thrown together and let's let's see what kind what, what kind of cake we can make <laughs> totally and yeah. we, we performed in um a hall for the first time but do you want to share the surprise about this year <laughs> well i'll tell you we could do the hall again uh there's lots of different places we can perform but uh I'm fortunate enough to have a place on beach and uh, we have a boathouse down on the beach. Mm -hmm. And uh, I thought, Oh my gosh, would they be interested and willing to do that? And nobody said no yet. And, and uh, <laughs> so we're going to have uh, rehearsals and performances as, as visual artists say, en plein air in, <laughs> in the open air on the beach. And uh, you guys are going to get sand everywhere <laughs> and scuff those knees, diving and rolling and lifting. And <laughs> my goodness. And people will, will have to walk here. They're not even going to be allowed to park. They're going to have to walk here from town. And or they can watch from the end of the pier mm. and, and they can come sit on the dunes with their with their beach chairs and watch you guys rehearse and perform and that's I'm a little excited. different, huh? Yeah, I love outdoor performance. And I mean, given the times, I think it'll be good that we have some fresh air, hopefully. That's true. <laughs> That's away true. All the COVID. <laughs> oh, I know, I know, I know. Maybe we should do it rain or shine. That would be something, huh? Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, such is life, you know. <laughs> anyway, you know, you guys, you guys said yes. And I, I keep throwing things at the wall until someone says no. And you, you all have not said no yet. So, <laughs> so it's time for Spare Parts Dance Company Part 2, I think. And I, I can't wait. It's going to be great to see you all again. And I hope everyone starts getting their tickets uh, or driving out to Wellfleet, Massachusetts to see this at the end of June. 
There we go. I can um I can put a ticket link in the show notes. Um if anyone who's listening right now is interested or in the Massachusetts area, um, is it Massachusetts? I feel like I always say this wrong. Massachusetts. How do I say it? Massachusetts. Massachusetts. It's the C. Like sometimes I feel like I cut that out. Okay. Thanks for, thanks for still teaching me after all these years. (laughs) California. California. (laughs) Nevada. Oregon. I do love I do love the West. It's it's beautiful. I do miss the East Coast, but um I tell you what, around this time, Dr. Strauss, I am happy for the warmth. <laughs> yeah, we're eyeballing places in Florida again. We just got 15 inches of snow. Oh my Lanta. <laughs> Holy just, yeah, moly. No. You and uh Gracie will have to make some snowmen. <laughs> I uh, had to do a uh a snow angel and i i was out of out of uh, practice and didn't look very good oh, i did it anyway i flopped down and i felt like loey fuller let's let's see if anyone knows who loey fuller is who now is it goes, i don't she, even know wasn't even called a dancer but she put all these these wonderful uh fabrics on her body and had had um she stood on a on a uh a, a lit platform that had lights coming up and kept changing the lights and she she looked like a butterfly Loie fuller she was an inspiration to isadora duncan oh back her first movie uh you can google her first movie is like from 1896 Loie fuller yeah i'll have to she wasn't a dancer, out. but she was a uh, she's in you know, you'll read about her and dance history if you buy a book. Yeah. You, guys, you guys buy books. They're good there for you your go. brain. There you go. <laughs> um, speaking of books, that's a great segue. What is your favorite book that you've worked on thus far? Oh my gosh. The one I'm working on now, of course, but uh, they're all they're all wonderful. You know, they're like children mm-hmm. because you spend you spend more time than nine months. Yeah. Uh, nurturing them, you're, you, they're, they're a consolidation of, of, uh, you know, a lot of, lot of energy, a lot of uh, drafts of writing, a lot of editing. Um, mm-hmm. I've collaborated with uh, a fairly famous uh, author, uh, Myron Howard Nadell, who wrote with his then wife, Connie Miller, the very first dance experience. I collaborated with him on uh, the second and third editions of those and on uh, one of my uh, dance books. And, uh, you know, as you know, collaboration is fabulous. Yeah. If, if it works. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> you know, it's hard enough working with yourself, but, you know, if you find somebody that, that the give and take works with and did yeah. for the most part with Myron. Uh, so um, I'm really proud of the the last dance book I wrote that I, I told you about. Mm-hmm. I'm, working on uh, my fourth Alfred Hitchcock book another another area of of uh, camera choreography that fascinates mm-hmm. me mm-hmm. when's um, the uh, is there an expected date that the Alfred Hitchcock book will be out no I'm I, I can't tell if I'm lazy or just uh you know putting it off uh procrastinating but I I have I don't know 50,000 words so if I ever get my button gear uh 
that'll come out. Well, I was going to ask as a dancer, how do you get yourself to sit down for that long? Like, I, (laughs) you know, honestly, like even sometimes when I do the podcast after an hour, I'm like, okay, I need to just like walk around or do something like with my hands are active, you know? (laughs) Well, you know, the older you get, Danielle, and you, you have no sense of this, this point in your life, but but you're more, you like sitting around a little longer. Yeah. So, so the number one, that's it. But, but like I said earlier, it's, it's, it's the, the brain working, you know, mm-hmm. and it's, it's, mm-hmm. it's, you're, you're focusing energy. Yeah. I have to get up after a while, but, but it's another, it's another art form, um, you know, condensing information. And mm-hmm. so you're dancing a lot in your brain, trying to, trying to get it down in a way that makes sense. It's like, you know, steps you know the, yeah. the steps have to have to work for you they have to make sense for you first and then you think okay how does this come across to an audience mm-hmm. the only difference is it's a it's a reading audience versus a visual pay you know uh mm-hmm. in-person audience and these yeah. days zoom audience yeah so it's it's again it's the same energy just in a different discipline Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's how I do. Nice. Different energy, <laughs> but still disciplined. I like it. Um, well, what music makes you feel like moving? Like not necessarily choreographing per se, but like your favorite soundtrack, maybe clean the house or be productive. Too. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Um, let's see. Most of the music I listen to is on uh, Sirius XM. So I've got my, I've got my six favorite uh uh stations lined up let's see uh um sirius xm uh on broadway and in fact i don't know if you know who christine petty is but uh along with uh, seth rudetsky those are the two main uh djs Mm -hmm. on sirius xm uh uh, 77 on broadway Uh and i i i called her and texted her out of the blue before my last book and she agreed to write the foreword for my book. So she's still on, she's still on my, she's on every weekday, 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. And she's uh, the, the dueling divas with Seth on Saturdays from 9 to a.m. And she wrote the foreword to the, my last musical book. And That's so, awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And so she's, she lives right in New York. She came up, uh, when it came out, we had a book signing and she did some performing. So that's that, you know, I'm still, I'm listening to musicals all the time. Uh-huh. Uh, then the next one up is uh, MSNBC. So I get some actual news. Um, then sixties, uh, I, uh-huh. I still love sixties and seventies are both on there. So Queen still pops up, you know, nice. Elton John. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm an old, I'm an oldie, but goodie. Uh, uh-huh. Then I have, then I have forties. Um, uh, I love the big bands. Um, you know, I don't know if you performed in any of my, um, uh, Manhattan transfer numbers. Do you remember any of that? I did, I did not perform in that, but yeah. I do love the style and the music. Oh yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In fact, in mm-hmm. fact, uh, who is the guy that you used for the, for your solo? He was, he was pretty cool. Um, the, the quirky, uh, contemporary, uh, theater piece. Who is, mm-hmm. who is that? Who is that singer? Oh, um, that is, uh, Jamie Colin, Colum, Jamie oh, Colum. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I looked, I looked him up and he's got some great energy and he, he, he draws, draws from that kind of 
kind of 40s big band vibe. Yeah. So, you know, um, I listened to that. And of course, the Beatles channel. Yes. Uh, that's something I watched recently. The Beatles documentary. It's I wasn't. Really, I can't wait to get the I'm waiting on the DVD. Oh, nice. You're you're really going to love it. What um, I specifically loved about it as a dancer and like choreographer is that it's an unfiltered process of how they made the song get back. And like, it's so cool because it's, I mean, it's such as life. Like, I think I can't remember. It might have been George Harrison was late or like one of them was late to that rehearsal that specific day. And, it, you know, just kind of waiting around and like plucking at the guitar. Um, it was really cool. And just to see like collaboration, like you said, when it works, it works when it doesn't like just to see that tension too, is kind of cool. Um, and Yoko, you know, having her there, it's like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, you could see, you could see that it's again, the same process. If you're in the studio early before the other dancers show up, mm-hmm. fiddling, fiddling around, working on a piece of choreography for another gig or something. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Here comes everyone. Now we got to focus. Right, right. <laughs> exactly. Speaking of choreography, whenever you are going to choreograph a piece or whenever you have choreographed in the past, what are you looking for? Do you like have an idea first and then seek out the music or do you look for the music first and then the idea comes? I tend to be, again, old school. I tend to find a piece of music that does something that, again, makes me move. Mm-hmm. And I find a piece of music that I don't care how many times I listen to it. It's always fresh. I never get tired of it. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And you better find a piece of music like that because you're going to be spending hours and hours and hours with it. Yeah. Breaking it down, understanding it, figuring out what, what your, st- how your steps work to mm-hmm. that, mm-hmm. you know? And so um, it's almost always the music first. Uh, with me and then there'll be a few steps or a sequence or a phrase that will start it won't necessarily start in the beginning you know it'll be wherever wherever it connects to me yeah right and so then you then you build it from there you Mm -hmm. and you take it in pieces sometimes sometimes it works works in a linear fashion most times it doesn't no (laughs) (laughs) most times it doesn't is right Um, what is one of the biggest hurdles that you've overcome in your dance career and what did you learn from it? Wow. Yeah, I know that's a, that's a tough Great question. <laughs> well, you know, I'm, I'm, again, I'm teaching this Fosse class in a week and a half for seven weeks. And one of the things he said about himself, I could relate to, you know, one, he, he wears, he started wearing hats because he started going bald. He took mm-hmm. ballet class, but he was turned in mm-hmm. and he pigeon toed. So he couldn't, so he adapted to that. Mm-hmm. And I think, it, you know, again, it's, it's general limitations. I knew I would never be, I chose to stay in New England and work as a slightly larger fish in a smaller sea than, than someone like you who, and Kelsey and others who dove into New York and damn the torpedoes, you're going you're gonna to somehow try to make it. I chose not to do that. I, tro- mm-hmm. I chose to work, you know, I, I didn't feel confident enough to do that or 
Um, I thought I didn't, I didn't want to totally do that. I want a little more control in my life. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, no, totally. And, and I, I was able to nurture my love, but, but have more control. And yeah. so I lost, I lost out on some, on certain training by not doing that. You know, if you're going to be a dancer, you have to go to New York. And yet I was able to figure out a way to, to be, uh, to have my own regional, uh, local company. And then, then I, you know, one of the few choices you have is to go on to college and get your, your, your BFA or MFA. And I got an MFA and a PhD mm-hmm. and, and that was the way I was able to continue. And yeah. so, and so I, I, I knew, I knew my limitations, I guess I'm being really honest. I, didn't want to, I, I was probably a little afraid to go to, to go to New York, mm-hmm. even though I was from Long Island, yeah. um, partly because I started late and I didn't think I could do it. I didn't think, yeah. I could hack, you know, so it was hard. Um, yeah. it helps to not, to not, uh, second guess yourself. If you're yeah. going to do it, I think you have to, you have to just dive in and trust. I trusted, but, but yeah. maybe not as much as folks. So that, that, that's that's how that helped determine my direction. I stuck to my love, but I yeah. did it did it a, you know different way. Yeah, I mean, honestly, sense? after living in big cities, Dr. Strauss, like I I cherish and I've always cherished, but like I have an even more appreciation for regional and local, and like even just the community in college. Like I think a lot of the energy that you brought to your classes is like everyone, like you heard everyone and everyone mattered. And sometimes I think in those big cities, like people just don't get, they don't have the energy to give that, um, attention. And I mean, like here, you know, we still keep in contact and it's a strong relationship that's fostered. And I, knowing you, I know that you still keep those strong relationships too. So, I mean, I wouldn't look at it as a regret, you know, like, I think that, those, those regional and small areas are just as important. And there's just as much beautiful dancing happening, you know? So. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. And, and like I said earlier, once you're part of the world, you know, I mean, we, we could not see each other for five years. And, Mm -hmm. you know, as soon as we see each other, you know, we're we're talking, we're connecting like old friends because we, because you, we put the time in together side by side, if not, you know, one-on-one so I, you know, yeah. we see each other passing and we know what everyone's doing mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and, and it, it's, you know, dancers congregate. I think Gwen and Gwen Verdon said that, you know, dancers collect was, was the phrase she used again. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm reading Raz, razzle dazzle. <laughs> razzle dazzle. Um, there's Fosse. Uh, <laughs> Broadway, you know, in prepping for class. Yeah. Uh, Fosse. Nice. So anyway, <laughs> it's all it's all here around me. <laughs> <laughs> Very cool. Um, well, thank you so much for your time. I just have a couple quickie questions with you before you go that are fun and easy. Um, so what is your favorite part of retired life? <laughs> <laughs> I have more time to do everything I want. I, you know, I, I mm-hmm. wanted to write more books. I wanted to do all it. You know, I shared all the research that I that I could while I was at university, but I didn't have the time to, 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 to go as in depth as I want. 
So yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm nuts. You know, it's, it's books and DVDs and records and yeah. Uh, yeah. Got my own. You'll see when you come out here. I've got I've got my own uh, library now. <laughs> wow, that is like your office on steroids. <laughs> it's a video conferencing center. I couldn't I, I couldn't do that then. That's the answer. Nice. Um, and maybe you don't know this off the top of your head, but in a general gist of it, what's your favorite dance quote? Whoops. My favorite dance quote. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh. Uh, uh, off the top of my head, it would have to be uh, Martha Graham. Uh, um, Korea, something like Korea uh, uh, dances. Uh, uh, you remember dance through your blood memory. Mm -hmm. uh, some, something Alvin Antley always quoted because he studied with Graham early on, but, yeah. uh, and that was the name of, uh, Graham's last, uh, last autobiography in 1991, the year she died came out then, um, blood memory, mm, which is, mm -hmm. a, you know, we think of muscle memory, but yeah. blood memory is even deeper. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so that's, that's, that stance, you know, it gets in your blood. Yeah. So blood, blood memory uh, connects to, um, the past again, your ancestors as, as family, but as dancers, whether you know it or not, you're connecting to earlier dancers who, if not did done, the, did the same thing, you know, was, you know, you're working things that you're, you're building on. So we, in, in your darkest days, just remember that you, we are connected, whether, whether you feel it that at that moment or not, you are you are so connected to this much bigger world, and you know, mm -hmm. and you're carrying it on. All dancers are carrying it on, um, whether they know it or not. And so that's a great thing to keep in mind. And go, everyone, go out and buy Martha Graham's 1991 book, Blood Memory. It's an easy, quick read, and you will thank Danielle. Aw, and Dr. Strauss. Um, thank you. That was a really beautiful quote. Um, okay. So this is the question that I ask everyone before signing off. So it's just a little funny, uh, way to, end in the episode within one sentence, our word, what would you say to any haters <laughs> to what, to any haters, like just people who are just a little like, mm. <laughs> what's your favorite music? <gasps> What kind of beer do you like? Um, what is it about um, the sport, the sports team that you follow that that turns you on? You know, the trick is the trick is to uh, switch switch the topic. Get them totally. get them at it. Talk about something else. Totally, you'd make a friend. <laughs> Thanks for listening today and tune back in tomorrow for more short and sweet dance tips. If you're looking for a deeper dive, check out the bonus episodes released the first of every month where I interview those in our field who keep our industry moving and grooving. If you're looking for a little extra direction with dancing towards your dance dreams, head to our website where you can find your free goals planner or daily challenge tracker. 
If you like or don't like what you're hearing, please dance those fingers across your keyboard and give DTD a rating or review so we know how to best serve you. Until tomorrow, happy dancing.